Bienvenidos a Hola Bloomington, un proyecto de la ciudad de Bloomington y la WFHB para proveer programación de noticias y entretenimiento para todos los hispanohablantes del sur de Indiana. Hola Bloomington es producido y presentado por un dedicado grupo de voluntarios de nuestra comunidad. Welcome to Hola Bloomington, a project of the city of Bloomington and WFHB Community Radio to provide news and entertainment programming to the Spanish-speaking members of Southern Indiana. Hola Bloomington is brought to you by a dedicated group of community volunteers. Good evening and welcome. Monroe County Community School Corporation Initiatives for Equity and Inclusion presents our community conversation with the City of Bloomington Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs and Latino Outreach Programs. Muy buenas noches y bienvenidos a todos. La Corporación, las escuelas de la comunidad de Monroe County con eh, las iniciativas para igualdad y e inclusión presenta la conversación de comunidad con la Comisión de Asuntos Hispanos y Latinos de la Ciudad de Bloomington junto al programa de, eh, de experiencias comunitarias latinas. My name is Rafi Khalid Hassan. I'm the Equity and Inclusion Coordinator for MCCSC and one half of the facilitation team. I'm pleased to be joined by Israel Herrera Cardenas, who is a member of the Equity Access and Opportunity Steering Committee. Mi nombre es eh, Rafi Khalid Hassan II, y yo soy el coordinador del de equipo de eh, igualdad e inclusión de la corporación y también parte del equipo facilitador de esta conversación. Es un orgullo de estar eh, junto a Israel Fernando Herrera Cárdenas, que es un miembro de eh, la Junta Directiva del de Comité de Igualdad, Acceso y Oportunidad. Before we get started, I'd just like to thank uh, Ms. Annie Terhune from the City of Bloomington and our Director of Student Services, the fabulous Becky Rose, for providing technical assistance. Again, thank you. Me gustaría también uh, agradecer a Annie Terhune de la ciudad de Bloomington y también a Becky Rose, que es eh, la directora de la Corporación de Escuelas eh, en el Condado de Monroe y um, que ayuda con los eh, servicios estudiantiles con la parte de asistencia técnica. So our featured discussants tonight are uh, Josefa Madrigal. She is a staff liaison for the Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs and the coordinator of the Latino Outreach Program from the city of Bloomington. And we also have the Bloomington Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs. At this time, I'd like to invite the members of the commission to uh, give them or introduce themselves and give themselves a welcome. Los, nuestros eh, participantes distinguidos en esta conversación son Josefa Madrigal, que es parte de Conexión de la ciudad con la Comisión de Asuntos Hispanos y Latinos y también es la coordinadora de programas eh, latinos con la comunidad con el Departamento de eh, Comunidad y Familia de la Ciudad de Bloomington y eh, estaremos también 
con los miembros de la Comisión de Asuntos Hispanos y Latinos de la ciudad de Bloomington. En este momento, los comisionados pueden presentarse individualmente. Hello, everyone. My name is Nico Sigler. I'm the chair of the Bloomington Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs. I've been on the commission for, I think, almost two years now. Uh, I'm a real estate agent here in Bloomington uh, with Griffin Realty. And uh, it's the CHLA has been one of the best parts of every month, every meeting I go to. It's my favorite day of the month. And uh, I look forward to everything we're going to talk about today. I've been with the commission now for four years, I believe, maybe a little longer. I'll have to check. Um, I'm also the clinic manager of Health at Bloomington Health Center. And I have to agree, I absolutely love being on the commission. And um, I think it's a great group of people. My name is Luis Fuentes Rohr. I have been on the commission for maybe half a year. And I am a professor at Indiana University at the law school. And I look forward to our conversation and to thinking about what we can do to help our families and the, the children in Monroe County schools. And th again, thank you for making time for thinking through these hard questions with us. Hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, giving us this uh, audience and this time uh, to uh, meet with you. My name is Pedro Ramirez III. I am uh, the newest member here. I've been here since August on the commission. I've been in Bloomington since the end of February. Uh, my past uh, experience as, uh, as it relates to this topic is I have uh, taught in the classroom uh, at the uh, uh, primary school level as well as the college level. Uh, so I've taught kids all the way to adults and I look forward to uh, being able to discuss uh, some of the issues with some of the uh, that you may have here that uh, is gonna affect the success of all of our students. Good evening, everyone. Um, I'm Amy. I am wrapping up my third year now on the commission, and I've served as the commission secretary for the last two years. Um, in my full-time job, I work for the IU School of Public Health as the director of outreach alumni and events for the school. And um, I've, I've really enjoyed my time on the commission. It's a really fantastic group of people. And I think as an events director, one of the things I'm really missing is the opportunity for us to have those in-person events where we were able to, um, you know, really connect with the community and, and get to know the individuals that we're here to serve. Um, and so I'm looking forward uh, to COVID being over so we can get back <laughs> to some real in-person interaction. So thank you for having us this evening. Uh, thank you all. And before uh, we move forward, I uh, would like to acknowledge uh, the, the uh, attendance by our superintendent, Dr. Judith DeMuth. Um, we also are joined by the assistant superintendent, Dr. Mark K. Winson, and the assistant superintendent, uh, Dr. Andrea Mobley. Thank you all for being here this evening. So our, our agenda for this evening, we'll begin with uh, the commission providing you with an introduction, uh, as well as our, uh, the City of Bloomington's Latino Outreach Program uh, providing you an introduction. We'll then have a facilitated conversation with uh, the commission and the Latino Outreach Coordinator using questions that many of you uh, submitted to us with the registration. Uh, after that, we will uh, then open uh, the discussion uh, and allow you an opportunity to uh, engage the commission, commissioners uh, in the Latino Outreach 
uh, coordinator, uh, and we hope to have a, a fruitful discussion. But before we begin, we hope discussions like this will help us gain insight into the assets that exist among our community members. Family community partnerships are essential for educational equity. And before uh, I introduce the commission, I just want to give you some uh, information about uh, Hispanic and Latino or Latinx students in uh, the Monroe County Community School Corporation. Esperamos que estas discusiones eh, sean de gran um, ayuda y nos eh, provea eh, una gran reflexión entre eh, las cosas fuertes que existen en la, en la comunidad, entre todos los miembros de la comunidad. Y esperamos que eh, los, las alianzas que se hagan entre la familia y la comunidad sean esenciales para una educación eh, con igualdad. Antes de presentar eh, la comisión, eh, me gustaría darles alguna información muy importante sobre los estudiantes latinos e hispanos que están en nuestra eh, corporación. You can see that our total student enrollment um, was just a little over 11,000. And of those 11,000, you can see that uh, we have 1,800 students that receive special education services. 414 are English language learners. 3,960 students qualify for uh, free or reduced lunch. And we have close to 200 students that are experiencing homelessness. El total de estudiantes que tenemos en este momento en la corporación es un poco más de 11,000 estudiantes. Y de esos 11,000, ustedes pueden ver que 1,800 estudiantes reciben eh, unos servicios de educación especial. 414 son aprendices del inglés. 3,960 estudiantes reciben eh, comida, eh, califican para eh, la aceptación de comida eh, reducida. Y también cerca a 200 estudiantes no tienen un techo para donde vivir. Another look at our student enrollment by race and ethnicity. You can see that Hispanic or Latino students are about 6% of our total population. Native Americans at 0.2%. Uh, uh, white students are 75, a little uh, close to 76%. Um, but that Hispanic and Latino students, as well as Black and African American students, are equal at about uh, 6%. Uh, Asian students are just a little over 5%. Podemos ver. Eh, otra información con nuestra, eh, los estudiantes que están registrados y lo podemos ver eh, con la eh, etnia. Estos estudiantes que se identifican como eh, hispanos o latinos son alrededor del 6% de la, eh, de la población de eh, estudiantes. Pero también podemos ver eh, cifras relacionadas con eh, estudiantes eh, negros o de eh, afroamericanos, también eh, de eh, Asia, multiraciales, blancos. And lastly, here at MCCSC, um, again, we have 58 countries that are represented in our population. 
79 heritage languages other than English are spoken, and Spanish is the most common language spoken other than English. We have 273 Spanish-speaking students, of which 144 are English language learners. Como podemos ver, 58 países están representados en la población de estudiantes que tiene la corporación. 79 lenguas de herencia diferentes al inglés son habladas en nuestra corporación y el español es la, es la lengua más común, eh, además del, del, del inglés. Tenemos 273 estudiantes que hablan español, de los cuales en este momento 144 son aprendices del inglés. Thank you, and now I would like to pivot to the Bloomington Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs. Muchas gracias, y en este momento quisiera uh, dar paso a eh, los miembros de la Comisión de Asuntos Latinos Hispanos de la Ciudad de Bloomington. Um, so just a little bit about the CHLA, the Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs. It was established in 2007. Its mission is to work toward economic, educational, and social equity for Hispanics and Latinos residing in Bloomington and to promote cooperation and understanding among cultures. Uh, the CHLA compri uh, compromises nine members of the local community appointed by the mayor and city council. Meetings occur on the last Wednesday of every month at 5.30 p.m. Sobre CHLA, la comisión, la historia es que la Comisión de Asuntos Hispanos y Latinos se estableció en el 2007. La misión de la comisión es trabajar por la equidad económica, educativa y social para los hispanos y latinos que residen en Bloomington y promover la cooperación y el entendimiento sobre, entre culturas. En cuanto a la estructura organizativa, la comisión está compuesta de nueve miembros de la comunidad local nombrados por el alcalde y el ayuntamiento. Las reuniones tienen lugar el último miércoles de cada mes a las cinco y media de la tarde. Okay. Uh, the responsibilities of the commission are to identify and research the issues that impact the Hispanic and Latino populations in Bloomington, especially in health, education, public safety, and cultural competency. Also to develop action committees, promote positive remedies for issues confronting Latinos, network with like-minded organizations, and celebrate Latino and Hispanic history and contributions to the Bloomington community. Las re responsabilidades de la comisión incluyen identificar e investigar los problemas que afectan a la población hispana y latina en Bloomington, especialmente en salud, educación, seguridad pública y competencia cultural. También incluye desarrollar comités de acción, promover soluciones positivas para los problemas que enfrentan los latinos, establecer contactos con organizaciones de ideas afines y celebrar la historia y las contribuciones latinas e hispanas a la comunidad de Bloomington. Some of the commission's programs and initiatives are the Bloomington Blackie Brown Arts Festival, Fiesta del Otoño. Um, we've done, we have community outreach. Uh, we try to provide access to community services uh, as well as Uh, we engage with cultural competency, education, employment, health, public safety, and we also have a National Hispanic Heritage Month uh, annual award ceremony. Cuanto a los programas e iniciativas de la comisión, tenemos el Festival de Arte Black y Brown, también las fiestas de otoño, el alcance comunitario, y en cuanto en cuanto al alcance comunitario tenemos competencia cultural, educación, empleo, salud, seguridad pública. Y una vez al año, la ceremonia anual del Mes Nacional de la Herencia Hispana. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much, Commissioner Hispanic and Latino Affairs. Um, 
I, my name is Josefa Madrigal, and I'm the Latino Outreach Program um, Coordinator for with the community with the City of Bloomington Community and Family Resources Department. I have been within this position for almost very close to four years now. Um, a little bit about me: I lived in Bloomington for about a little bit over 16 years now as well. Um, I'm originally from East Chicago, um, Northwest Indiana. Both of my parents are immigrants. I was born in Chicago. I consider myself Chicana, Mexican-American. I, to fast forward, I attended Indiana University and I met this handsome guy. We got married. We have two boys. One is a sophomore at North High School and I have a second, we have a second grader at Summit Elementary School. I serve as a staff liaison for the city's commission on the Hispanic and Latino affairs here. So that entails also with this position is connecting our families, our English and, um, and Spanish speaking community members to the resources that they need, depending on their own um, unique and individual need, whatever that might be, whether if it's health, um, education, legal, I mean, you name it. And we provide direct services as well, in which entails connecting them to those resources or doing um basic translation and interpreting. Basic translation may include um, translation of a driver's license, ident identity card, a passport, and anything to that extent. Um, mi nombre es Josefa Madrigal y estoy súper contenta de que estén aquí con nosotros. Um, yo soy el alcance latino por parte del, del Departamento de Recursos Comunitarios de la ciudad de Bloomington. Yo he estado en esta posición por cuatro años. He vivido en Bloomington por más de 16 años. Soy originaria de East Chicago, East Chicago eh, el noroeste del de de estado de Indiana. Y mis dos padres son inmigrantes. Yo nací en Chicago. Soy chicana, mexicoamericana. Yo después fui a la Universidad de Indiana, donde conocí a mi esposo. Tenemos dos hijos. Uno está en el Bloomington North High School, en la Escuela Norte, y otro en el segundo grado, en la Escuela Summit Primaria. Para hablar un poquito más sobre esta, esta, este departamento, la División de Programas de Alcance Latino, eh, estamos aquí, sirvo como una, un apoyo a la Comisión de Asuntos Hispanos y Latinos, eh, también conectamos a los miembros de nuestra comunidad de habla inglés y español a recursos dentro de nuestra comunidad. Y también hacemos servicios eh, directos básicos que son traducción básica como interpretación y este, traducción de documentos como una identificación, pasaporte, acta de nacimiento y cosas más simples. Um, Fiesta del Otoño es un annual um, festival that we host and that's in celebration of the National Latinx Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, this has been the 15th year that we have done it. Um, looking forward to the 16th year. Hopefully COVID is past and behind us so that we can actually, like Nico said, um, meet in person and celebrate and get to uh, get to know our community and our community to get to know us as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we also partner with other um, community members, other um, agencies to celebrate to be recognized, to celebrate us really pretty much and be able to um, just co work collaborative. So we connect and partner with El, with El Centro Comunal Latino, um, also IU at La Casa, La Casa at Indiana University and um, other, other um, departments within IU so that we can make this celebration possible, not just with IU or Bloomington, but a combination of um, a celebration. Um, we also publish El Boletín Comunitario, 
which is a Spanish language newsletter provided to any of our Spanish speaking community member. If interested, you just sign up and you will receive it. This is by mail, not email. And finally, with this, um, we produce and host Hola Bloomington, which is a Spanish radio program. Yes, we have a radio program, Spanish, in Spanish, which is something that um, at first I couldn't find, but we do have it. It's on Fridays from 6 to 7 at 98.98.1 FM, FM, and we provide all kinds of news, entertainment, public opinion, and we work collaborative with our volunteers. So this is volunteer-powered And so we work with our Spanish-speaking um, community members who um, have the role as the host as well. So sometimes um, I am a host, but a lot of times I want to open the doors for our community members to actually be engaged and get engaged in they they do. So in Spanish, celebramos el mes nacional de la herencia hispana en, en colaboración con los miembros de nuestra comunidad, el Centro Comunal Latino, eh, Indiana University en la casa la casa que está en IU y este, otros departamentos dentro de esa, de esa, um, de la IU. También publicamos el boletín comunitario. También producimos y presentamos Hola Bloomington, que es una radio de estación aquí en Bloomington los viernes de 6 a 7. Something that I'm really um, passionate with this, with my position in collaborating with other agencies is um, being able to provide information in which our Spanish-speaking community members, our Latinx, Hispanic um, members can relate and can also feel um, feel like it's a safe space for them to, to talk about or for them to be at. Um, and so some of the topics that we have discussed in particular, in, in particular with this um, slide here is the Latinx talk, which is a space provided for our Latino teens, in this case, our high schoolers. Um, and we, they're able to Um, speak in their native language or in their um, in the language that they're learning because not all Latinos, everyone that's Latino or Hispanic or Latinx speaks Spanish. So this is a space for them to feel that they belong so that they can socialize, so that they can um, relate, so that they can ha be, have a space where they just feel safe. Um, the different topics that they discuss here Um, are there, they talked about social media, their culture, their language, racism. And this is not just something that they spoke about in this, um, in this, it, it, this is something that the topics are not just them deciding what is relevant, but it's a, it's the topics that came from other teens as well, a survey. And also as I communicate and speak and meet with families, um, I'm able to get further information from the parents I talk and communicate a lot from um, the parents who come to our office for direct services, whatever that is. And so it is important for, for our office to provide that safe space, especially when it comes to um, other you know, interests, depending on who you are talking to. And so I'm, I'm super excited about this part because like, again, I said, it's just nice to be able to be familiar with someone else, whether it's the language, the culture, um, the traditions that you have, etcétera, etcétera. Entonces, eh, una de las cosas que nos gusta en nuestra oficina es tratar de proveer información, um, pero también a la, misma vez, a la misma vez tratar de relacionarnos de una manera u otra, ya sea con el lenguaje, la cultura eh, y las tradiciones, nuestra familia, todo lo que nos hace que somos... Eh, un, un, una, somos personas también aquí, somos una comunidad y es importante para nosotros que podamos tener este 
esa, ese espacio seguro para que se sientan seguros de quién, de dónde están, sin ninguna de, sin ningún reproche o lo, reproche o lo que sea. Muchas gracias, Josefa. Muy interesante todo. So that's so interesting, Josefa. Thank you very much for this uh, useful and, 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 and important information. So let's start this conversation with the commission. Vamos a, a, a empezar esta conversación con, con la comisión. And uh, the first question, as a, it relates to your responsibilities and uh, advocacy, would you discuss prominent issues for members of the Hispanic and Latino community concerning public education en español de acuerdo a sus responsabilidades y apoyo a la comunidad, ¿podrían ustedes eh, compartir eh, los asuntos más relevantes que conciernen a los miembros de la comunidad latina e hispana relacionados con la educación pública? Thank you, Israel. So I, when I think about this question, I think about being in school and remembering it wasn't that long ago. And the sad part for many of us is that it, the same issues are with us to this day. I think nationwide, and we saw the numbers about MCCSC a moment ago, which are pretty standard. Nationwide, about a quarter of the students are Latino. And yet 8% of teachers are also Latinx. They call it the teacher diversity gap. It's, it's, quite large, and that matters in more ways than we sometimes know. And I know it's hard, Te finding teachers, going to through the process and becoming teachers, all of that is not, I mean, it's easy for me to say, we need more teachers or we need more Latinx teachers, but the, the, that's a challenge that I hope, I know we think about, and I know I think about it in every board that I belong to, from the city, from the county, everybody thinks about diversity. And here it's in reference to our students. It's so important to see a teacher that looks like you, that you can relate to, somebody who can be a role model for you. Of course, there's lots of other issues, culture, which I know we're gonna talk about, language, perceptions, bias, implicit and otherwise, status, thinking about citizenship, those are issues that have become so important. So in our faces in the last four years, the status of being documented so that I'm not suggesting that we are going to solve them here tonight, but th these are daunting, many of them, but at least if we think about them, we can begin to at least be aware of what our students, our families are going through. Dije dos cosas, muchas cosas, hablé demasiado, pero más bien dije que una de las cosas más difíciles e importantes sería el que en la nación completa una cuarta parte de los estudiantes son latinos, pero solo 8% de los, de los profesores, de los maestros son latinos. Y eso es bien importante. La, la distancia entre cuántos estudiantes hay y cuántos maestros es grandísima. Es, es la más grande en cuanto a la ciudadanía latina, los estudiantes latinos. Eso es una. También las la, la metas que tenemos que, 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 en lo que tenemos que pensar es la cultura y los estudiantes latinos, el lenguaje, las percepciones, 
el racismo, eh, las parcialidades implícitas, el estatus, la documentación, ciudadanía. O sea, al final dije que eso es demasiado, son unos temas dificilísimos y no los vamos a resolver en 45 minutos. Es imposible, pero al menos podemos pensar en ellos y pensar en nuestros estudiantes y saber que estamos tratando hoy y para el futuro. Thank you. Would any of the other commissioners like to provide comment to the question? ¿Algún otro comisionado que quisiera agregar algún comentario? I mean, I think Luis really hit it on the head there. Um, I was actually really surprised to see those statistics uh, for it, considering population-wise, we're only really, I think, a little bit over 3% uh, here in Monroe County, but the school corporation has it at like 5.8, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And I am interested to know, like, what is... Uh, you know, the kids who, like, I think it was a little over 100 who only speak Spanish, like, I, one of the reasons I can't, wanted to come into this was how is that being dealt with with the kids that don't come in knowing English and how is that handled? That's something I actually wanted to know myself um, because that seems, especially in this time period right now, like, with Zoom and everything, I just, I'm really confused as to how someone can really truly get into that as well as, you know, what's going on with, what are being provided for technological, like, issues in case someone doesn't really have the internet that they, you know, or a good enough computer that can even participate in Zoom, what is being done with, with that stuff, and, uh, you know, I'm sure if, sorry if that information's, like, super readily available already, but, or if y'all really talked about that at the last meeting, but, you know, that's one of the reasons I came through here, and I, you know, I just want to know what's happening with that. Chelly, uh, me gustaría preguntarte, eh, eh, algo relacionado con lo que eh, Nico ya ha mencionado y es con, con la crisis que estamos pasando con esta eh, pandemia. Y uh, sería interesante sa saber desde eh, su perspectiva cómo esta eh, pandemia ha afectado a la comunidad latina con la experiencia que usted tiene en este, en este campo. I think what we're seeing... There's just so much to this. Um, we're seeing families, parents, as well as children, um, very confused about what uh, the expectations are at school and how to navigate it um, with the pandemic and all of the changes. We're seeing um, a lot of um, stress related to that, um, depression from being um, isolated. Parents are depressed as well, um, and there's some uh, a good deal of anxiety. Um, and I think they just don't know where to begin. And some are doing pretty well, and then others are not. Um, they're no different, really, than any of the other kids. I think everybody is really struggling with this. I think what we're seeing is the parents, maybe they they there are barriers for them that have to do with language, not understanding uh, the school system. It's so very different for them. They're trying to, um, to work, um, and many of them are working, some are not. Um, there's just a great deal of anxiety going on right now with them, and it's affecting everybody, both the children and the adults, uh, emotionally and with their health. And that is a real concern that we're having. Algunos de los comentarios que hizo Shelly dijo que um, 
para dar un, un subnosis de lo que dijo, es que hay muchos padres de familia que están, has, han enfrentado muchas personas que están por depresión, pasando por eh, sus clientes, están, han estado aislados por hecho del COVID y la pandemia, y también hay mucha ansiedad para, como ya mencioné, no solamente los padres, pero los niños, las familias. And I do want to add that I, re I know that the pandemic hit everyone. And so it's really a drastic um, event for families, for Latino, Hispanic, um, Latinx families in which um, it's, I feel like it's twice as hard. Y para dar un resumen de todo lo que dije, simplemente dije que pues la pandemia nos afectó muchísimo a nosotros, a toda nuestra comunidad, pero en particular a nuestra, a nuestra la, a gente latina, hispana, que pues tiene batallas muy duras y fuertes porque el cuidado de niños que no tiene ese servicio o los mayores que son en la high school, en la, en la secundaria preparatoria, que no tienen ese, ese, esa estructura de hacerlo en línea como otras personas y le dije, mencioné sobre mi hijo que también él necesitaba esa estructura porque de ir a la escuela, porque la estructura es diferente, ya sea en la casa, el ambiente es importante, que también muchas familias de, nuestras, de nuestra comunidad no tienen ese, ese ambiente que es callado para que uno escuche la, la, la tarea, lo que está haciendo, lo que está aprendiendo. Otra cosa que quería mencionar ya antes, ya para callarme, es de que las personas que las escuelas a veces no son tan cómodas para las familias que puedan entrar a la escuela, um, no son como, eh, tienen que, no son, las familias no se sienten tan cómodas porque no hay, tal vez, depende en qué escuela uno va, si la familia, si los papás van a una escuela, tal vez se sienten más diferente que cuando van a otra escuela. Entonces es el diferente, la diferente manera en la que ellos se sienten um, que los hace ser más, hablar más, comunicarse más, conectarse más. Muy bien. Este es el, el, el momento para eh, empezar la discusión en, en, en público, discusión abierta. Eh, ya veo algunas eh, preguntas e informaciones en el, en el chat. Pero uh, antes de esto, eh, nos gustaría que eh, supiesen algunas eh, instrucciones acerca de eh, cómo participar en esta eh, discusión abierta. Dentro de las eh, instrucciones, por favor, si quiere hablar, puede simplemente mostrar su mano o también puede eh, utilizar la función de, eh, de participación de la mano levantada que está en los botones de eh, Zoom eh, y de esa forma le podemos quitar eh, el estatus el, el, el de silencio y puede, ser, eh, puede tener la oportunidad de hablar. También, por favor, limitar eh, las preguntas o los comentarios eh, a no más de dos minutos. Las preguntas eh, pueden ser también mandadas eh, vía chat y las preguntas y las respuestas van a ser dadas eh, tanto en inglés como en, en español. Okay. So, um, if, again, I got a few questions in the chat, but I'll certainly look for anyone that is willing to, you know, as a raise their hand and uh, they'd like to ask a question. Bueno, tengo aquí algunas preguntas ya en el chat. 
pero igual si alguien quiere eh, participar, simplemente eh, levante la mano o puede usar el botón de participación. And our first question is coming from El Centro Comunal. I'm, I'm muting, unmuting you now. La primera pregunta viene del de Centro eh, Comunal. Y en este momento, ¿tiene el paso para que pueda hablar? Buenas noches. Estoy contenta de poder participar y saludar a tantas personas, muchos de ustedes que conozco. He sido nombrada en la posición de directora de programas de salud en el centro de este julio y aún estoy en entrenamiento aprendiendo. Ah, ah, debía haber comenzado, en, <ríe> me sentía tan bien que comencé en mi, en mi, en mi, en mi lenguaje <ríe> primario. <ríe> ¿Puedo terminar en, en, en español y, y, de, y después lo cambio? Sí, sí, claro. Fíjate. Israel, Israel te dice. Sí, dos cosas importantes que mencionó eh, Luis Fuentes y José. Ah, eh, Josefa, en la última parte de su intervención, habló de cómo se siente en la familia cuando van a la, a la escuela. Eso es vital. Yo tenía mis hijos en Allentown, Pennsylvania, muchos años atrás, y eso era muy importante de cómo se siente. Lo que yo percibo en Bloomington es que las personas están... La, las madres, los padres están muy perdidos. No hay ese sentimiento de, de bienvenida. No hay ese es, es, que se sientan que sí, que es bueno que están acá. Yo no digo que el, el distrito no lo tenga. Lo que sostengo es que no se siente. Y entonces eso intimida más a los padres. ¿Qué, mi pregunta, ¿qué posibilidad para en el futuro... Se, se organice en comité que por lo menos que se comience con un, pilo, un, un programa piloto para una escuela a donde por lo menos hayan a principios del año escolar una o dos o tres personas que se le unan al enlace que tiene el distrito para que los padres se sientan que tienen dónde ir que los padres se sientan bien recibidos qué posibilidad hay de que se implemente eso porque como dice Luis no vamos a resolver todos los problemas pero eso yo pienso que en Bloomington se puede hacer. ¿Qué posibilidad hay? Ok, let's, let me, let me try to... Sorry. Ok, but, but let's start first. Uh, and, and I believe I miss your name, your full name. Maritza Álvarez. Is that, is that right, Maritza? Oh, you, you, are very, you are better than I am. I am going to start a very new good, Very good, very good. I'm going to start my new profession. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, Josefa, before you respond, because uh, some of our viewers may not know about El Centro Comunal as a resource. I, I can do that. Uh, okay, so just, just for uh, Josefa, solamente este, para, para mirar a ver si eh, podemos hablar del Centro Comunal Latino, eh, porque es posible que algunas personas no sepan que el Centro Comunal Latino es como una, eh, una forma, un recurso que pueda tener la, la, la comunidad. Okay. El, el Centro Comunal Latino ha sido fundado en 2002, en Paros de History. 
and uh, is open to the to all not only Latino but minority, but has been a great a great resource for the Latino community uh, to to have a place where they can come, they can bring their their concern, their worry, even the even the good moments in their life. Uh, and he said, right now we are because the COVID nineteen we are offering the services by phone or by by Zoom, by a different way, we, we are still connecting with uh, all our uh, participants in the Central Comunal Latino. We offering tutoring for children, like uh, I am supervising uh, a, a class, uh, somebody's helping a, a young student, Latino student in algebra, for example, uh, that, that's one of the biggest things that Latinos has been involved. It has been involved with the, one of the sport programs uh, and also, uh, uh, we offer a lot of services uh, uh, for interpretation and translation. And that was the way I, I got connected with the uh, uh, Centro Comunal Latino. Working at uh, Volunteers in Medicine as a nurse for, for us was a life server. Uh, uh, Jen Walters, probably a lot of, uh, of you know her well, she, she, she was great uh, trying to resolve the problem, try, trying to make the team with a uh, volunteers in medicine and and satisfying the, the the needs it is very difficult for somebody who is sick to go to the doctor and can communicate can understand what, what's going on but the centro comunal latino is providing a interpretation in, in translation uh in order for the people to be more involved more engaged and they know what exactly going on uh, also, Centro Comunal Latino is providing right now because the pandemic, COVID-19, uh, some help with financial uh, situation, paying rent and utility, and some medical uh, uh, bills too, as well. Uh, we are uh, here open to the public uh, by phone uh, Monday to Friday, and a lot of people are really reaching out for us. Gracias. That's so, so interesting, Marixa. So Centro Comunal Latino, um, it's an uh, organization uh, founded in um, two, 2002. Israel, eh, Israel, en, espa en español. O oh, en español, perdón. Sí, al revés, al revés, cámbialo. Ahora sí. No te metas gringo, cuidado. El Centro Comunal Latino fue fundado en el año 2002 y es eh, una organización que brinda ayuda a los latinos, pero no solamente a los latinos, sino también a eh, los grupos eh, de minorías en la ciudad. Es un lugar donde eh, se pueden traer las preocupaciones, pero también los buenos momentos en la vida. Nosotros ofrecemos servicios, eh, diferentes servicios, como por ejemplo, eh, a ver un momentito acá, Diferentes servicios eh, para conectar a, a la familia, aunque estemos pasando por la pandemia. Estamos ofreciendo servicios vía Zoom, conectándonos por teléfono. Eh, a, estamos ayudando a los jóvenes con tutorías en a, álgebra. También eh, estamos ofreciendo traducción e interpretación. Eh, 
el, el, el trabajo con el Centro Comunal Latino viene también de mi experiencia con eh, el grupo Voluntarios en Medicina, donde era una eh, enfermera, y gracias al trabajo de Jane Walter, eh, eh, se pudo hacer la conexión para también conocer las necesidades de la eh, eh, comunidad y poderlos eh, ayudar porque a veces las personas pueden estar eh, enfermas y no pueden entender a los eh, doctores. Entonces se sirve con, se ayuda con los servicios de interpretación, con los servicios de eh, traducción en estos, eh, en estos casos y también nosotros ayudamos a que se provean eh, todos los servicios que ayuden a involucrarse a, a, la, comunidad, a la comunidad para a, a aquellas, a aquellas personas que eh, no conocen la ciudad. También eh, nosotros eh, en el Centro Comunal Latino ayudamos eh, con eh, dinero o fondos para pagar los servicios principales y también este, proveemos ayuda para eh, las eh, cuentas médicas. Nosotros ofrecemos el servicio de lunes a viernes. So we have just a, a little uh, more than 10 minutes. Um, the information uh, from many of these programs that I see uh, some of you have asked in the chat, um, I'll make sure that my information is there and certainly I will connect you with Um, uh, the members of the commission, as well as uh, contact information for El Centro, um, Latino Outreach Program. So I, I don't want you to feel like um, you all are uh, at a deficit. But if we have any, any other questions, again, a lot of questions in the chat are really about ways that they can make schools more welcoming for, you know, uh, certainly uh, all students, but as we're talking about Uh, Hispanic and Latinx students and their families. So, um, again, we, yeah, it looks like Pedro has a question. I will uh, I'll meet you now, but you have to unmute yourself. I gotcha. Actually, it's not my, my, more of a, I saw one of the questions on the chat, that one that talks about the, what schools can do for students who speak little to no English. And I would like to say something really briefly about that. Uh, Small group instruction for English language learners is very important. It's an important tool that uh, uh, you can use with those students um, for teaching them how to read in English. And, you know, I, I have experience leading uh, those small group instructions for ELL learners when I worked at a school in Dallas, Texas. And I can tell you that it is crucial for the student's success in all academic areas for them to have that type of a resource where they have someone that comes into their classes, pulls them out in the small groups of two to three so that they can get up to speed at their level of English. Because it's really hard to be at level in math if you don't know English. It's really hard to be at level in science when you don't know the English. So that was one of the things. I don't know from the district what kind of uh, what kind of uh, programs you have for that, but that was my quick response to that question is, I've seen it very successful when I've worked for schools in Texas. Actually, I have to add on to what Pedro's saying, but almost in the opposite, when I'm from San Antonio, Texas originally, and I knew tons of kids who were the only English speaker in their family and their parents only spoke Spanish. 
And so they had to play interpreter in that situation. And so I guess I'm also wondering like what happens in those situations when like, are the emails and things, are things being sent out so that the parents can read them too and know what exactly is going on? Or is it just up to this kid again to somehow navigate the world of adults and translate everything for them, uh, for his own family, on top of trying to figure out this new space we're in? Um, it's, it's somewhat similar to what Pedro's saying, but just in the, in the reverse role. Like uh, We saw that some of these kids are only Spanish speakers, but there was clearly a good amount that were also bilingual and I'm just wondering what happens with if y'all have encountered that and how do you handle that? Um, that's we, something to build off of. We're, we're fortunate enough to be joined by uh, a good friend of mine and a colleague who is our uh, English uh, language learner as well as coordinator of diversity opportunities. Um, I, I would like to, I'm going to unmute him, um, but I know he is able to speak about um, the uh, translation services that we offer for our students. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Chunyan Jan, and thanks for the opportunity to uh, respond to uh, the questions. Um, that we do have um, academic uh, support for English learners. Um, so the um, we have a licensed, certified English as a new language teachers that who specifically work with English learners, including um, uh, Spanish-speaking students in the school. So they um, are at all schools uh, where English learners are enrolled. Um, and in addition, we have, um, uh, as of now, four um, assistant uh, staff uh, working with English, uh, the English as a new language teachers. And also we have a bilingual interpreters on staff. Um, their role is a fam bilingual family liaisons um, uh, in uh, Spanish, uh, Korean, Chinese, and Arabic. Those four language interpreters are available on staff and they can work with um, uh, school staff uh, and parents uh, helping the communication between school and uh, families. And also they could um, help uh, teachers, classroom teachers or, or um, ENL teachers uh, supporting English learners depends on their language proficiency level. Um, our English as a new language support, instructional support is done primarily in English, but um, Teachers, the staff are encouraged to use um, native language materials, instructional materials, or um, encourage uh, students to use their primary language to communicate. It depends on their language proficiency level. So if there are students who are at very beginning level of their uh, English proficiency, then they need to be able to communicate and understanding the school routine um, and be able to build upon uh, their language skills. Um, so our bilingual interpreters are not only uh, playing that um, interpreter role, but also um, advocate for our um, English learner families and, and um, students as well in school. Um, and also through, um, you know, various um, school events, uh, family events, um, cultural events, 
uh, and working with the community partners, just like um, uh, Josefa, uh, El Centro Comino Latino, um, uh, Lilian Casillas uh, from uh, IU. So we work with the community partners um, and uh, we always uh, not only communicating about our services, but also uh, do work together um, to improve our communication as well as um, the, the level of support. Um, so bilingual liaisons work um, to address all of these areas, especially including COVID-19 uh, related communications. And um, especially since our school closure um, in the spring, last spring in, in March, um, we regularly translate documents. Um, we cannot translate all of the documents, but um, we translate district-wide documents um, school-wide documents, um, but the number of translation has been significantly increased since school closure, much more uh, related to COVID-19. Almost all of that major communication has been translated, uh, but... Okay, so our, our time has uh, uh, virtually run out and we do want and have just a, a few announcements um, and certainly um, you know, we realize that we won't be able to uh, ask every question um, and have a discussion about everything that we need to discuss today, but we are, we're hoping that um, this conversation uh, will continue uh, in a way that can continue to support our uh, Hispanic and Latinx uh, students. Uh, families, and certainly um, the work of our community partners. Um, Ken, I want to, I'm hoping that you all can see the uh, information about the commission. Um, again, they, they do meet um, virtually. All uh, city uh, commission meetings are open to the public. Um, you can see their information noted there. I'm giving you a little time to just deal a screenshot or if you have a mobile phone to take a picture. If not, um, I have everybody's email and I will make sure that you get all the information that we have here. Josefa, thank you. Again, she is the staff liaison from the uh, Community and Family Resources Department, um, as well as the, uh, or excuse me, uh, a staff liaison to the Commission on Status uh, or Commission on Hispanic and Latino Affairs and Latino Outreach Coordinator. Um, and here is her email and phone number and her address. Um, my information, again, uh, is being reported. And we have a survey, a short survey. Again, your input is absolutely valuable, not only to the work that we do at MCCSC, but certainly uh, the work that the commission does um, if everybody, I'll come back to that very briefly. Just want to give a few announcements again. Uh, MCCSC acknowledges and recognizes student organizations, community partners, faculty and staff members for their commitment to fostering inclusive learning environments that are reflective of our mission, vision, and core values, as well as our desired equity experience statement. Again, nominate somebody for the Equity Spotlight Award. Uh, again, ongoing nominations. Um, and lastly, some information 
that I will make sure that El Centro, uh, if, they, if I didn't get this information from them already uh, or from the city, again, the ninth annual Indiana Latino Education Summit and College Fair. It's a virtual event. Um, the URL, I know I sent the information to Josefa, so uh, that's coming up on the 5th. And there's a Young Women's Leadership Summit with the city of Bloomington. Um, also contact the city uh, for more information on that. That'll be a great event for um, our uh, young women and the community. Again, I'm gonna go back to the survey. Um, I'd like Israel to uh, just offer any final comments and to um, certainly on my behalf, I'd like to, um, if you can express thanks to members of the community for being here. Uh -huh. Muchas gracias, Rafi. Como um, eh, pudieron ver, ya es tiempo de, de terminar, pero um, cualquier información sobre los miembros de la eh, comisión eh, pueden contactarme y también eh, si quieren contactarse con la coordinadora de eh, los programas latinos en la comunidad, Josefa Madrigal, eh, también eh, tenemos la información eh, quisiéramos que eh, hicieran esta eh, encuesta eh, para que nos dejaran eh, saber acerca de eh, este evento y también pues <coughs> en nombre personal eh, fue un gusto pues tenerlos ver a compañeros con los cuales he trabajado aquí en la comunidad por por muchos por muchos años más de 10 años con la eh, comisión de asuntos hispanos eh, y también a todos los miembros que participaron, que se unieron a, eh, a, esta, a esta reunión. Cualquier pregunta pueden contactarse tanto con la corporación como con la eh, ciudad. Y agradecimientos también a, eh, a nuestra superintendente, eh, la doctora Dimuth, que estuvo aquí eh, presente. Eh, también eh, tuvimos los, eh, el coordinador de eh, la parte de eh, interpretación y ayuda a los estudiantes, eh, a los aprendices de inglés en la, en la, en la corporación. Eh, también eh, a la doctora Winston también estuvo aquí eh, presente siguiendo nuestra eh, conversación y... Eh, también tuvimos eh, la oportunidad de estar con otros miembros de la Junta Directiva de, eh, de las Escuelas del de Condado de Monroe. Bloomington is produced and brought to you by a dedicated group of community volunteers. If you want to be part of our team, give us a call at 323-1200 or send us an email. Hola at wfhb.org.